In 2022, 20 people a day died from drug poisoning in Canada, roughly. About 20 people a day. And it just gets worse. As you know, here in Alberta, we set record highs. I believe it was April. Saw more drug poisoning deaths than we'd seen in any other month as we see this epidemic, this crisis, whatever you want to call it, just continue unabated. It, it just doesn't slow down. Um, lots of stories in the last, what, week or two about, you know, the hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of EMS calls that have come in in Edmonton and around the province to try and deal with opioid overdoses uh, in just the last couple of weeks. Now, last week, we had a brand new Minister of Mental Health and Addictions named by the Prime Minister. Yara Sachs was selected. Um, she was elected as an MP for the first time just three years ago. That came in a by-election uh, in 2020. She has never held a cabinet position before, and she's been handed what I think you could make a case for being one of the most urgently needed um, ministries to, to, to see some progress. Because, like I say, 20 people roughly a day last year were dying of drug poisoning. It's only gone up. So we've got a rookie minister given this portfolio at a time when the pressure just continues to mount. So what would we like to see? What can we expect to see? We're going to speak with Dr. Paxton Bach, who's an addiction specialist and the co-medical director of the BC Centre on Substance Use. Dr. Bach, thanks so much for your time. I appreciate you joining us today. My pleasure. How are you feeling about this new minister? A, a bit of an unknown. It's her first time as minister. Um, what have you heard? What are you thinking? Um, I mean, I'm, I'm, um, I'll, I'll say optimistic. I, I, I don't, I don't, uh, as you, you've alluded to, I don't, I don't know her very well. And, 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 and this is her, certainly her first time in such a high profile position, but I wish her nothing but the best. Um, I agree. This is the most challenging portfolio. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm biased. This is the most challenging portfolio that I could imagine taking on. I don't envy um, having to take this work on, but the urgency is is greater than it's ever been before. We need to see significant leadership. We need to see. We need to see uh, uh, just so much more in terms of in terms of um, in terms of the 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 urgency at which the federal government, the provincial government, and, and really society as a whole is tackling this issue. So, um, I'm I'm. I wish her the best. Um, I, I look forward to working with her, and, and um, I, I hope that we are able to, to start and changing Dr. the trajectory. And Dr. Bach, like you say, you know, you, you, you wish her all the success in the world. We all do because, cause lives are on the line. Like not every portfolio has that kind of, Hey, listen, um, your, your success saves lives. Like, I mean, that's literally, it's, it's, it's a matter of life and death at this point. And this is the greatest public health crisis of my generation. Um, as you said, uh, 20 Canadians that I in die per day in British Columbia and Alberta, uh, our two provinces, 10, 10 people per day are dying of a toxic drug death right now. Um, those are, those are primarily Jeez. men, uh, between the ages of 30, 60 years old. They have families, they have children, they have parents, they have cousins, there are colleagues, there are, there are community members. Uh, and that's 10 every single day. And what is worse is that we are not even beginning to see a change in that in that trend um it's 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 overwhelming um 
uh, and it's and it's and it's time that we address this with the urgency that it that it really deserves. And doctor, one of the things we heard about when she took over the portfolio was uh, a desire and a need to to meet with different stakeholders to to get everybody involved. And like you say, the different levels of government and uh, uh, people like yourself who live in this world. If if you had an opportunity to sit down with the new minister and and give her your take on what's going on and what needs to be done, what would your advice be to this minister? Mm-hmm. I mean, a couple a couple of things and the first one is what you've already you've already mentioned is just it's just the the, the need to treat this with the with the urgency that it deserves um and we really have not yet done that um from my perspective um in, in any province in Canada the second thing is is there has become increasing increasing levels of politicization and rhetoric um around this issue and i think it's become very divisive and and, and quite unhelpful um and is really um not reflective of, of what's actually happening on the ground and what the needs are. And so, so this, the, the politicization of it mm-hmm. is becoming problematic. And I really, really hope as, as a frontline worker that that's something that we can, that we can move beyond and all get on the same page. And the last thing that I'll, that I'll, that I would, that I would highlight is, is just the need for greater services across an entire spectrum. Um, there's often a dichotomy. There's often a, a, this, this idea that, that's put out there that we're either investing into harm reduction based services or treatment based services. Yep. And really, that's that is it is so far. If if we're having that discussion, then we already lost because there's such a overwhelming need for a spectrum of services, ranging from harm reduction services on the ground to keep people alive in the context of this incredibly toxic drug environment, to treatment services that are accessible and patient-centered and and really built around what people are asking for, to to actually starting to meaningfully address upstream drivers of substance use, things like poverty and mental health, uh, homelessness, you know, issues which are really still still are quite fundamental in their contribution to these overdose deaths. I'm so glad to hear you mention that. And to be fair, so has Yara Sack. She has said she sees this as a non-partisan issue. And I think, like you mentioned, that that's the key. Like, once you get into, oh, we don't focus on that part of it. We No, that's the wrong idea. Um, like you say, you've already lost. It's the full spectrum. And, and we bring experts on constantly to hammer on that point of, listen, you can't ignore one side of this equation in favor of the other for political reasons. Because if you do, people die. Um, part of the problem that she has, though, is she's got to interact with provincial government she's got to interact with all kinds of different people and the politics are there um can she should that be job one is to say listen let's put the politics aside people's lives are at stake can she do that uh, I would hope so. I mean, you're right. Like, I, 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 I know my world very well. I know I work in Vancouver. I work in downtown Vancouver. I understand the needs in that in that community um, quite well. I would not pretend to understand what the needs are in Northern British Columbia, in in Medicine Hat, in, in Edmonton. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there are going to be different needs um, in in every different community, in every different context. But some of the principles are the same. So coming together and appreciate that that this is a nonpartisan issue that this is something that we must all get together and tackle but also recognizing you know that there are going to be diverse needs in diverse communities i think is is certainly a starting place and i and i pray that we can that we can put some of this politicization aside because i can tell you as somebody on the front lines who's working in this environment it's so disheartening to hear that to hear the conversation uh, persist at that level 
you talked about so many other components like the the root causes of substance abuse and all that stuff um do we have we have we invested enough resources to this particular issue the government has written all kinds of checks and is spending all kinds of money um are are, those, are the financial resources in place from the federal government at least at this point does she have what she needs to start there and now she can get to work on some of the other things you've mentioned uh, um, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know what resources are are, are at uh, at her disposal, but I suspect not. I mean, we if we look at if we look at the um, if we look at this the scale of damage that's being caused by the overdose crisis, we're looking at the number of deaths, yeah. but not just deaths, disabilities, and just the enormous amount of trauma that inflicts on communities, especially disproportion, disproportionately on communities that are more marginalized or or impoverished. The 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 scope of this damage is enormous, um, and. I can't. I one of my other jobs. Um, um, this is it almost feels like a different time now. Is was was one of the COVID physicians at St. Paul's Hospital. So I was in the COVID wards in the heart of the pandemic, and I can't help but compare um, the response that we were able to mount to COVID nineteen in the pandemic as a society to that which we were able to mount to the overdose crisis. And that's not at all to take away from what we what we did as a society for COVID nineteen. We can discuss and digest and, and, and look at it after the fact and and, and criticize all we want. Sure. But the, end, the, the actual response is remarkable at, at every level of society in terms of the way people change their behaviors to, to address this crisis. And we haven't seen even 1% of that yeah. over this crisis in terms of resources or just responsibility and, and, and urgency from you know, all levels of government and, and, and the people as a whole. I think we really need that level of response to something that is just decimating um, communities in in all across Canada. Yeah, you're right. I mean, we just don't. And I, I remember a few years ago, I, I did a comparison with when we talked about the AIDS epidemic. Uh, as tragic as it was in this country, um, the opioid epidemic has been far worse in terms of casualties and lives lost. And we just, you're right, it just hasn't risen to that level of holy cow, this is a, a an absolute crisis we need to tackle. For whatever reason, it just hasn't gotten there. No, and in the time that we're doing this interview, someone somewhere in Canada is going to die of a drug overdose. Yeah, excellent point. Dr. Bach, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate you being here today. I appreciate it. Thanks so much. Thank you. That is Dr. Paxton Bach.